This message has a uh, kind of a sober tone to it. Um, I, I guess it's a sense of uh, where the Lord has us and the activity that he's doing around us. How many of you over the past couple of weeks, this has got a real echo to it. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but um, how many of you over the past couple of weeks have seen some of the pictures of what happened at Maui? Have you seen that? There, um, this incredible devastation, right? And, uh, you know, people trying to decide who's at blame, who's at fault. And, um, and, and I knew that when I first saw this story and when I first saw it being revealed, I knew the Lord wanted to say something about it. And it wasn't until just a few days ago that he kind of made this clear to me. But it was shocking to see the speed in which this thing hit, wasn't it? Um, you know, you're hearing reports of people saying paradise has been lost. Uh, 80 mile an hour blowtorch ran through that island to such a speed that, it, did you see the pictures of people jumping into the ocean? They just, they couldn't get away from it fast enough. And now there's a lot of debate on, you know, who's to blame, what happened. I'm not here to, you know, dive into that. Uh, but there was a perfect setup for a, for a devastating event. And so one of the things that are being focused on right now is why wasn't there any alarm? Have you heard that? Why didn't the alarms go off? And see, on that island, the alarm was basically designed for a tsunami event, not for a fire event. And so the experts were, or the people in charge were saying, there's no sense of sending this alarm because people will think there's a tsunami coming in to wash this, the town away. And I've just been, I've just been fascinated at the series of things that took place to literally wipe out that island. And I hear the Lord starting to speak to me about it, about the suddenness of what he's about to do. And literally, as I was sitting there looking through this, something popped up on my news feed. I know it was absolutely from the Lord. How many know that on October 4th, in a couple of months, September, October, in one month, uh, October 4th, something is going to happen in this country that has never happened before. All the landmass of the United States, Alaska, Hawaii, the lower states, at, let's see what the time is, at 1420 to 1450 Eastern Standard Time, there's going to be one signal of the emergency broadcast system that's going to go out to every television, every radio, and every cell phone in the entire United States. It's never happened before. And of course, as technology develops and the satellites get more widespread and the ability to do that, but what's prompting that is a sense that there are suddenlies happening at a rate that we need to activate this system to tell everybody what's about to take place. And I'm stunned at all of the signs and all of the indicators that the Spirit of the Lord... See, listen, 
there's, there's no church world and then United States world and then China world. There, there's, no, there's none of that. You understand? There's just creation. And it's all under the master's hand. And so everything that takes place is bringing people to a place of salvation. Hallelujah. And he's bringing us to a place of avoiding disaster. But many of us just consider that life will go on the way it's always been. In fact, this is probably what you're going to hear at 1420 on October 4th, which is about 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to say something like this. This is a nationwide test of the emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management Agency covering the United States from 1420 to 1550 hours Eastern Time. This is only a test. No action is required by the public. I'm taking a little bit more time to come into this message using the activity that's happening all around us because I believe in the prophetic, in the spirit world, that everything that we're being exposed to has impact in eternity. There's not the church activity and then oh, there, then there's my job. There's not what we do on Sunday. And, and, and as Pastor Rich was saying, this isn't a very good uh uh, defining moment for the church, but we're using Sunday morning for that. You can't just look at what you do on Sunday morning and translate that as to this is something different other than what I do Monday through Saturday. But Jesus doesn't see it that way. It's all the same. And so I'm here to tell you there's a suddenly that's about to take place. And the Lord is sending the alert out now. Not just by me, but by the Spirit of God is speaking to the church all over the world to say now's the time to get serious about the activity that you and the Lord are doing and a shift that needs to take place on your life and what you see as goals and what you see as value. And to make a change right here. <clears throat> because right now in Maui, <clears throat> everybody's trying to find out who can I blame because there is no warning system. I want you to think about this too. And I, I've had some time to think about this. <clears throat> Maybe this could be a, a discussion, <clears throat> excuse me, that you, man, <clears throat> excuse me, that you could have during lunch. <clears throat> It's a, I'll just stand here. <clears throat> it's about the speed in which that fire happened. And the, the question being, if you only had like 30 seconds uh, to run back into your house to save it from it being burned to the ground, what would you go after? Now, let's say your family's gone out and your pets are gone. But what would you run back into a burning house to get if you only had about 30 seconds? What would you risk your life for? And is it possible that inactivity today, you're, you're taking just as great a risk for your soul 
than you would be if you ran back into that burning house. And I'm going to try to convince you today, if my throat will allow me, I'm going to try to convince you that where we are today is literally at the point where this blast furnace is about to take off all around us. Because there's a lot of suddenlies in the Bible. I'm not going to mention them all. There's in my in my study, there's over 70. I'm just going to mention a couple of these because it's important on where we're going today. And if I could just give you a little glimpse of where we're going, we don't get surprised by that when we're in community. And so when Pastor Rich and our team, and we're talking all summer about getting together in small groups, it's more than just an activity at Bethel. It's about giving you another stream, another way to hear what is going on in the Spirit so that when these suddenlies happen, the people of God are excited and rejoice because we're together. But when the suddenlies happen, when it's devastation, it's because we're alone and we're doing life as an individual. There's a lot of examples of it. Luke 2, 8 through 9 says, That night there were shepherds staying in a field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And in Matthew three seventeen, And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. When Jesus was getting baptized uh, by John the Baptist, there was a suddenly. And then in Acts 16, in 25 and 27, it says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly the earth shook. A great earthquake. The foundations of the prisons were shaken. Chains fell off. Doors opened. Have you read that story? There was a suddenly that happened. And in all these examples, there are people being, uh, they were living life together. And the suddenly of God was a blessing, was an excitement, was a revelation, was new life. And friends, I'm here to tell you, there's a suddenly that has been scheduled for the world that's about ready to take place. And in small groups and in community and the life groups and being together is where that gets fleshed out and where we get tied together and connected. I'm, I love Sunday morning. I love being together with the people of God. I love praising and worshiping God. It doesn't happen here. Not even one amen. It doesn't happen here. It only happens when we're doing life together, when we're walking out life together and the new things that the Lord has for us. Like the passage that I want us to think about today. It's in Acts 2. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of the rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was a suddenly that began this season that we're in called the church age. It started right here. It was prophesied hundreds of years 
earlier. And yet there was only about 120 people who had prepared their heart for this suddenly, even after four to 500 people saw Jesus after he died on the planet. Does anybody get that? After seeing somebody who was dead and then was alive, only about 120 still took him seriously. And they were gathered together and they were unified. They were being in small groups. They were being together in this community and in, in, this, in this activity of worshiping God and sharing life together. And this suddenly happened, which began the church age. And the Spirit of God was deposited. And friends, let me tell you something. That can still happen today for you. That just wasn't for them. That's for today. In fact, that's offered to every person who has accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now, I don't know theologically if I could go as far as saying you need that to be saved. I would love to say that, but I'll tell you what I can say. Where we're living at today, and the road that is narrow that we're walking on, because wide is the path that leads to what? Destruction. So we're on a narrow path. The helper helps us walk that. To have him as a guide and a teacher, I just strongly recommend that in order to do the activity and the purposes of God, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just, I can't emphasize enough the need for it. Because I could say this to you. Because the church started in a suddenly, it's going to end in a suddenly as well. It's going to be that quick that the game is going to be called and we're going to move into another phase of life on the planet, which is called the tribulation. I would... I would really, and I have prayed that nobody hearing my voice today would go down that road, would experience the tribulation. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. There will be people saved then, and I'm, and I'm grateful for God's mercy. But to suffer what people will suffer on the planet during that time, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. I'm just saying that there's going to be an end to the church age. And in a blink of an eye, those faithful followers of Jesus are going to be rewarded by being taken off the planet, getting to spend seven years in what must be the most absolute thrilling party in all of history, and then after the seven years, we get to come back and reign and rule with Christ for a thousand years. Okay, there's two amens. Are you guys okay? This is, this is some good stuff here. This is an invitation that is, is being put out right now. This is the alarm. 
This is the signal. The flood's coming. The fire's coming. The earthquake. I don't know what you want to describe it as, but Jesus is saying the end is about to happen. The doors are going to close, and those who have been with me are going to be gathered to me. And those who have been on the outside and have been playing games with me, have been trying to handle me, they're going to go through the tribulation. Yike. Friends, listen, if, if you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this call out. What time we got? I'm going to put this call out in a few minutes. But if you know that you're saved and the Spirit of God is in you, if you know that, if you're settled with that, I'm celebrating with you. You probably know people that aren't. Is that fair to say? You know people that aren't. You may have family members that aren't. This is the time where if they are unwilling to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to start helping them that in that moment when the church is raptured out of here, there's still a place for you to get saved. You're just going to have to go through some hard times for it. Jesus is so merciful. How many have known the mercy of God? As a pastor, over the years, seeing unbelievable acts of mercy. It has absolutely changed me. But I know him to be merciful, and I'm so grateful for it. And so I want us to think through that if if you're going to think of this message in one kind of main point, I want you to think about this, that small groups are the best location for a suddenly of God. And that's how I've titled this message a suddenly location, where you're going to align yourself in. If you think that because that we are give ourselves a few hours on a Sunday to be a part of worship, which I love, to hear the preaching of the Word, which I'm grateful for, to see friends in faith, I'm, that's all good for me. But that doesn't translate into salvation. Only a personal walk with Jesus does. And to have a daily encounter with him. And we do that in small groups. I love being a part of my small group and us talking about the week and, and looking in each other's eyes. And we could tell immediately when we're hurting and when we're joyful, when we're facing something. And we walk together and we lock arms. And then, of course, we eat. And you know if you're coming to my house, there's probably some sugar involved. Listen, I'm not going to repent for that. We're just going to have it. But there's fellowship there. There's activity there. And there's life there. I read this, uh, this is years ago. Um, uh, Andy Stanley wrote a book called uh, Creating Community. And in the book, he had some research data that has just stuck with me ever since. And the researchers found that most isolated people were three times more likely to die before those with strong emotional connections. In other words, people who had bad health habits, like smoking or poor eating or alcohol use, but had strong social ties, lived longer than people who had great health habits, but were isolated. So here's the good news. If you want to eat a piece of cake, bring some people around. Because eating a salad alone really doesn't work well. 
That's how we've been able to make it all these years. Oh, wait a minute, I'm going to have a brownie. Okay, where's Sue in and Jen? You guys need to come over. Josh, we got to have a party so I can eat this. It's interesting, isn't it? The life that we can get from each other extends life regardless, according to this research, regardless of what you're faced with health-wise. That just goes to show how important it is for us to not do life alone. And so there's a suddenly that's about to happen, and I want to read this passage out of uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. I'm going to, I'm going to use the message uh, to speak this to you. I want you to hear this. It says, but let me tell you, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die. <laughs> but we're all going to be changed. You hear the blast to end all blasts from a trumpet, and then the time it takes time to look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way will be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by imperishable. This mortal replaced by immortality. The then the saying will come true, death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O oh, death? O oh, death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening and the law code guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But now in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, death, are gone, the gift of the Master Jesus Christ. Listen, when I read that, I'm going to ask you to do something, and, and all the introverts in the room are going to be mad at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I, when I when I read those those three words, sin, guilt, and death, I heard a shout, "Gone, gone." So I want to ask you. I'm going to. This is going to be a test. This is just a test right now. Can we? Turn the volume up a little bit and say the word gone. gone. We're going to do it. Ready? One, two, three. Gone! Okay, that's, you know, that's pretty good. I actually wrote in my notes, I'm going to have to, you know, get this to practice, but that, you guys are ready to go. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this again, and I'm going to pause after each one of these words, and we're going to shout gone. You ready? Here's 57 again. But now in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, God. guilt, God. death, God. hallelujah. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or effort. It's not a waste of time. I know it's not convenient, especially for your groups that are going to meet during the week. I can tell you what the enemy is going to do. On the way home from work, he's just going to be wearing you out. 
Oh, I don't have the energy for it. But I can tell you, when you move in those things, I don't know how the Lord does it. How many have experienced it? New life comes upon you, and you actually get to the end of your day a little later than normal, and you go, man, I feel great. I don't know how that is. I don't know how that works. There's something about being with people of faith and talking about Jesus. And friends, I want to say you suddenly is coming. Just like Maui, you have got to put that image in your spirit. It's coming that fast. It'll be over in a blink. Can you imagine an 80 mile an hour blowtorch coming at us? There's no time to think. And that's what the end of the church age is going to be. It's a blink of an eye. There's no time to react. People will not have the time to say, I'm sorry, Lord. People will not have the time to ask forgiveness. People will not have the time to say, Lord, forgive me for disobeying you. (sighs) Forgive me for not taking you serious. We're not going to have the time there. And this is a time. I want us to respond somehow. I was recounting this man years and years ago. I think his name was, if if I remember right, now this has been a while. Um, I think his first name was Willie. I remember him, I remember talking to him, Jackson. I think Willie Jackson was his name. I was I was early in the pastorate in Annapolis, and I was sitting behind my desk in a building that was empty, um, and I was just trying to sort through what my job was. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, "There's a man sitting across the church on the curb. I want you to go talk to him." And so I dropped what I was doing. I went out the front of the church. I opened the doors, and sure enough, across the street, there was this African-American older man sitting on the curb. And I went over to him, and uh, he stood to his feet. And um, I said to him, I said, you know, I'm just the, I'm the new pastor over here at this church. And, and before I even got anything else out of his mouth, he took his hat off, and he stood he stood there and just looked at me, and he began to give me his life story. I mean, the man was 90 years old, and he just gave me his life story. And I'm trying to sit down processing, what am I doing here, Lord? What am I doing here? And so finally it came a few minutes into it, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes. I finally just stopped him. I said, listen, what is it that you want from the Lord? And he says, I want to know if I'm forgiven. because he was in such torment. I wanted to know if I'm forgiven. And so I'm hearing the Lord. Of course, if the Lord is doing all this, of course. And so I extended forgiveness to him. I said, you know, Jesus, yes. I extended forgiveness to him. When I turned and walked away and he turned and walked away, I heard him singing as he walked away. And a few months later, I don't know exact time, but a few months later, I saw his obituary. And I knew it was him because what he recounted to me of his life story was all listed in the newspaper. Here was somebody who wasn't sure. And I can tell you, it's because of a lifestyle of doing it by yourself. You're alone. Here's a 90-year-old man, alone. Alone. 
I don't even know if he knew where he was on the street. He just happened to sit down right in front of me. And I'm here to ask you, do you know? Because if you're doing life alone, you're probably the type of person that every time the altar is opened up, you come down and you want somebody to pray for you, and I don't want you to stop doing that. But that doesn't satisfy what you're really looking for. You're looking for a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ where you know that you know that you know that you're saved. Is that you? I don't know where you are online with us today, where you are in the world. Is that you? Is that you? You're, you're not sure. You know about Jesus. You've seen your family serve Jesus. You've seen your spouse serve Jesus, but you just don't know how Jesus feels about you. I'm here to tell you, you can get that settled right here and now. In fact, those of you who are online, because I feel this is, there's going to be something here, you just reach out to your electronic device and put your hands towards me. The Spirit of God will know what that is. And I'm just strongly encouraging you, get in a small group of people. Get together with people that you could talk life with, that you could flesh it out. Man, I don't have all the answers. I've seen the Lord do some incredible things. But do you know, I'm just going to confess something. Do you know what I'm wrestling with today? Can I trust him? I'm just being honest with you. Can I trust him with this level of stage in my life? Can I trust him at being a, a foreigner in a strange land? I, I, you know, forgive me for all you Texans that are here, but for an East Coaster, this is a strange land for me. Can I trust him here? This is the journey I'm on. And when I'm with my friends and when I'm with a small group, man, there's the life of Jesus with me. And I just want to encourage you. We have to settle it right now because the same scenario that was set up for Maui is right here set up. And i just like us to stand to our feet, if you can, because I'm going to ask some of you to respond. If you're not sure you're saved, get saved right now. Don't wait. Just come up front. If you're not sure if the Spirit of God dwells in you, just come up front right now. Why? I don't think we're going to make it till next Sunday. I'm not sure we're going to make it through Labor Day. I think we're on the edge so intensely. And I want you to settle it right now. Or maybe you remember a time when the Spirit of God filled you, but that was so long ago. Friends, you need a refilling of the Spirit of God. And I need you to make a decision right now that's only about you and about the Lord. I'm going to have the worship team come up. And they're going to play this last song. But I'm going to ask if, if that's you, if you're in a place where you just need more confidence about your salvation, or you want to know you're saved, or you want to know you're forgiven, you can settle that right now. And because you'll be settled with it, guess what the master will ask you to do? 
help somebody else get settled with it too. You may be in a situation that I found myself in a few times. Somebody just needs to know, does Jesus forgive me? Yeah, let's talk about that. And so as you, as, as the worship team just begins to play here in a moment, if you take a step out and you just come up here, I don't know if people will come pray for you. They may. But this is more about you coming before the Lord and making sure salvation is set. This is about you having a time with Him. Or this is about you being filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe again, it's been so long where you have felt the Spirit of God that you're just not sure how He feels about you. I've kind of opened this wide for anybody who wants to have an encounter with the Spirit of the Lord. As this team sings this last song, just come up. I'll just come down and I'll pray for anybody who would like prayer. But friends, I don't want you to miss the warning sign. The Lord is speaking to the entire nation. He's saying there is a time to prepare for the suddenly, and the suddenly is about ready to be released. And I want you to be ready. So let me pray over you. Father, I just thank you for this time. Lord, for those who are coming up. Lord, for those who have reached out their hand right now online to me. I'm reaching back to you. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. Be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Note Jesus like you've never known him before. I just reach out a blessing upon you. Hallelujah. And Lord, I just thank you for those that are in this room right now. Holy Spirit, would you just begin to just speak to us. Lord, let us not leave this room. Let us not leave this room until we have settled with you who we are. Fill us today, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.